Welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by Lenny Giller of Reliable Technology Solutions. Thanks for joining Services. Me. Close enough. Services. Dang it. Close man. enough, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I, I need to do better. It's like this is that part where I'm supposed to like plan things out, like script it a little bit. I have butchered company names solely from the standpoint of I like got stage fright and I do this all <laughs> the time. And so stage fright shouldn't really even be in the vocabulary, but whatever. So uh, I know you're busy. Uh, we're coming off of uh, the Channel Con 2022, the first time we've met in person in three years. So numbers were high. It was it was an amazing event, in my humble opinion. Granted, I do work there, so my opinion might be slanted a little bit. Well, you uh, put a lot of work into that Channel Con, so that's why it was amazing. So it, it, you know it, it was it was it was really good to have people back in person and uh, come together to put on a pretty good show. Um, a lot of relevant tracks, um, a lot of relevant discussions. So um, all in all, I think it was a great success. And I got to meet people in person for the first time I have talked to for hours on end over the last three years. And I started to wonder if they were actually real people or if we had established deep fakes being so good. Well, you know I, that they have a tour, so you never really known that they have lag, right? So now right. you can actually see that. And, and, and for whatever reason, um, Zoom or whatever format you're using, you're like, wow, in person, you're not nearly as big as I thought you were. <laughs> so I thought it would be good for us to sort of recap a little bit what we experienced at ChannelCon. And I say we because I was both there as an attendee, there as a staff person, there as a presenter. And I was, sometimes I was just a little bit on the overwhelmed side. And so I think for MSP Ignite, from, from my experience, having being involved with our advisory council for the last, uh, you know, three years now, that was literally the biggest gain in momentum I could have ever asked for with the secure outcomes track. And so I want to kind of touch on a few things. One, the pre-day was awesome. We haven't done a pre-day that I'm aware of in the better part of a decade. So that's big for CompTIA. Uh, I think it was a testament to pre-day's work. Uh, pre-days bring a lot of people in to not only attend the pre-day, but then they stick around and attend ChannelCon. I mean, it was really cool to see all of the blue uh, pullovers uh, that were like, you walk into a session and you're like, wow, like at least a quarter of the people in this room are claiming to be a part of MSP Ignite. And I would assume if you claim that, that's a pretty good, uh, you're probably not making that up, especially since you got the pullover. So, mm -hmm. so just kind of walk me through your experience. And granted, for those of you listening, Lenny is on my advisory council. He has been, um, before this, I made him sign a waiver that he wouldn't say anything negative about me or secure <laughs> outcomes, but hey, it's-, not, it's At least not, a, not, not during this call. Hey, well, you know, hey, uh, I can always edit, right? There you go. Um, so yes, and I think the pre-day was amazing. One thing that I took away from this whole experience is people are engaging, right? So in the Secure Outcome Advisory Board, we always had challenge of how do we engage with people? How do we get people to come and start doing stuff? I think what 
this had shown is that there is, the message is sipping through. People are starting to understand the importance of cybersecurity and cybersecurity is not a fade that is just going to go away. It's here to stay and we better adjust to it. And uh, Comtia did a lot of good tracks on what that means to have a solid cybersecurity framework in place or cybersecurity practices. Forget about framework. Any framework will do, but just practices overall, right? And uh, uh, during the, that week, we've talked a lot about what MSPs are or are not doing. And yeah. there were a lot of loud voices from the vendor side as well as from the MSP community side that uh, were bringing up stuff that needs to be considered. But I think overall, the, the engagement level that I saw was tremendous. And uh, I think this is something that we're finally getting through to people that, hey, take this seriously because your livelihood depends on it. Right, right. So, so with that, I mean, so Preday kind of had a unique agenda that wasn't necessarily the theme of, of ChannelCon, but there were elements of it that I think I saw play out throughout all of ChannelCon. There was a security track. We had one of those in the Preday. There was like marketing and sales and there was some operational stuff. And I, I felt, I feel like that was kind of somewhat of a theme that carried throughout. So I, I had some feedback that were like, hey, you know, Tuesday was a little bit slow. Maybe some things didn't go according to plan. But then at the end of the day, when I talked to those same people that were a little bit uncertain, it suddenly changed to, I'm so glad I stuck it out because I still ended up gaining way more than I thought I would. And it was kind of like that, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, I think even the pre-day might've had some of that. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect because we walked into the security uh, secure outcome sort of track and like, hey, there's like, we're 45 minutes early and there's six people in the room. It's like, oh, great. There's going to be 10 of us. And, and that's it. And then we ended up with standing room only. And we had the opportunity to go through a session and then kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it was a peer group, but I mean like that, the second part of that after the break was like the 10 or 12 of us that were in there, we literally just talked about our challenges and shared them in a room where we, we felt safe. And we actually got solid feedback really from everybody in the room. That to me is the premise of going to an event where people can gather together and do networking because the reality is we're never going to provide the attention or the time, focused time to actually gain something in such a way that we'll go away and be able to leverage it because we've got some other agenda that's that's knocking on our door, the phone's ringing, the someone's crying, you name it, it we're dealing with it. So were there any highlights? Let's start first on the pre-day and then let's talk through some of the things that happened during ChannelCon. Obviously, we want to talk a little bit about the keynote because my head like might have chin fell to the floor and I might have, you know, I, I'm not even sure what to think right now. So um, the pre-day, I was not there for the second part because I did go to the sales track, but okay. I was there for the main event when we had people literally standing along the wall in the back. Uh, and this is the engagement that I was referring to. People are engaged, and obviously that's MSP Ignite community, right? And this right. is the community that really care about um, to move their security posture forward. And the only thing that I will add to everything you said is there is a way for us to have that conversation and and that one on not one on one, but. Uh, specific conversation around security the only thing we have to be is intentional about it, right just right. like anything else we cannot say 
oh yes, security is important, but it's something that is not on my priority list. And if we are, and there is plenty of people within the MSP Ignite, Ignite community that are doing this already, are involved with the integrators groups, that's exactly that one hour a week that you talk about nothing but security. The yeah. only thing that you need to do, be intentional about it and commit that one hour a week and some additional resources during the week to actually move the needle forward, whatever that means, right? Steady, slow, it doesn't matter, fast, whatever resources you have available, there will be times that you might not have a week or two, you won't yeah. have any time at all. But then one week, you'll not couple controls now. Well, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about all of the people that were there. And obviously we had way more people that have been in, involved in secure outcomes up until uh, that Monday pre-day. And one of the things I had as a takeaway is we have roughly, I don't know, I'm going to say somewhere around a hundred or so MSP Ignite members. So whether you're an MSP Ignite member or not, the one thing that I was really thinking about as I was there talking about integrator groups is that trying to dial in cybersecurity is extremely difficult to do by yourself because you're essentially reinventing the wheel if you do it by yourself, right? Like, I mean, if I need a policy template and I go search the internet, odds are that policy template isn't going to be very helpful to me. It's just a policy template, right? What we've seen, and, and you're a testament to this, is once you start working with other people, the things that you're putting into the policy are tied to the relevancy of your business, not some third-party 500-employee enterprise that's like, oh, yeah, our legal team wrote all of our policies, and you know they're kind of fluff documents that we uh, you know share with people, and they're like, hey, we need to see policies to satisfy an insurance questionnaire. And, and that, that's right there is really what's important. It's, again, being intentional, right? Being intentional, it's not just the, the devoting time and dedicating time in your schedule, but it's also having that conversation and what's relevant to you, right? Uh, my password policy might be different than your password policy. I, I hope it's not the and, same as everybody's. Yeah, but we have to have that discussion, right? Right. Um, and when you have a group of people, whether it's five, seven, eight, doesn't matter how many people are in the room uh, and you're talking through stuff, you start coming up with a lot of different ideas that you have never experienced. Sure. So those policies becoming more and more relevant and you will be very, you'll be quicker to satisfy those controls because there are certain stuff that just will not apply to you and without having that discussion you can spend countless hours trying to satisfy a control that doesn't even remotely apply to you just because right. the control is there so, so to your point being a part of any kind of uh, group that uh, talks about security on a regular basis people that you can bounce ideas off of and people that can help you clarify some of the um confusing language in the controls sure. and top controls uh, that that is huge thing. yeah there's obviously there's you know reddit forums and, and linkedin and there's plenty of places to to bounce ideas and i would i would encourage anybody that's not doing that to to get plugged in of course you know who, who would be to not give a little bit of a plug to msp ignite because we've seen that play out it's where we got started it's where i got started in in this conversation so so i was thinking about as we started with the pre-day and we went through the tracks the one thing that kept resonating with me and part of this is tied to the fact that i'm involved heavily with the security trustmark plus is 
the idea behind the insurance, cybersecurity insurance. I, I think it probably came up just in our pre-day session at least a dozen times. In fact, when we talked through the trust mark, I think I was stopped at least three or four times to just reiterate challenges around answering questionnaires as it's tied to insurance. And what does that mean to an MSP who has 50, 100, however many clients that they might have that are all saying, hey, I need to answer these questions. And then while we're at the event, we're seeing play out from the previous week, the traveler's insurance challenge with regards to how to answer the question 2FA. And, and we don't need to get into the details of it, but we all know from experience that the questions on an insurance questionnaire aren't exactly the most direct or clear in the intent. So if it says, do you use 2FA? It's not hard to come to conclusion that says, yes, but in fact, they may be implying that you're using 2FA on all systems. And you're like, well, we're using it on one. That's the spirit of the question. I think I've done a good job of answering it. And we move on. We've also seen questions that no matter how we answer it, it's not true because the reality is the question is asking for something that today in, in today's technology space, it's not yet possible to directly, you know, with a yes, no answer, satisfy the question. So, so for me, I felt like that was, to me, that was my theme, my takeaway from the event is I kept going through this mindset of how do I help people as it pertains to insurance? And so the one session that I'll bring up, and I'm sure you've got plenty, uh, there was a session that was presented by, um, it was Selling Cybersecurity from Risk Perspective by Natalie Suarez, who's over there at ConnectWise. I think she came over from, from their perch acquisition. But just the idea of selling from a risk perspective, and she she said something that to me uh, has resounded since I was there, and, and it probably will for, for some time to come, if not forever, and that is stop using FUD, stop using emotion, and start stating the facts and how those facts pertain to both your company and your clients. So if you can attach it to something that matters to them, and you can provide the proof that goes with it then you're not selling like a used car salesman or even a new car salesman uh, or any salesman. You're literally just articulating the things that are going on. And hopefully that's driving with a client that says, okay, how do we solve this problem? As opposed to you just want to sell me more stuff. So education is a big part of it, right? Before, 100%. before we can sell security services to our customer, we have to educate that customer on the fact that they have a problem. Yep. A lot of them are still living in a world that everything that happens on the news happens to large organizations, right? That happens to um, hospital chains, medical uh, centers, it happens to governments or colonial pipeline or somebody, somebody that has a big bullseye on their, on, on their back. So it'll and never there, happen to me. Exactly. And we know better than that. Right. right? We know that, overwhelming majority of all of the attacks happen on small business. The problem is you may never hear about it on the media, so it doesn't exist, right? We are aware of this because we have to deal with this kind of stuff all the time. So I think the insurance uh, questionnaires, whether they're right, wrong, or yeah, they help us. They help us have that conversation. But to your point, what are we answering? What are we telling them that we're doing or we're not doing? And the only way that you can really understand the real meaning behind a question 
if you understand cybersecurity framework, any kind of cybersecurity framework. You and I talked about this many times, whether it's NIST, whether it's ISO, whether it's CIS or anything else, the underlying controls are going to be the same. They right. might have a little more um, controls geared towards technical controls or maybe some administrative controls, physical security controls and stuff like that. But for, as far as the technology, they're going to be very similar. And all of the uh, insurance companies, they're asking questions around that fundamental controls that all of them share. So if yeah. you don't understand what that means and what those controls are, how in the world can you advise your customer to answer a question one way or the other? Right. At the end of the day, I think controls are really about a set of uh, responsibilities that we have. And we've spent a lot of time articulating both to our own employees and I think to our clients on how to satisfy a control and not necessarily how to be responsible with our resources. So like I think about like just identity management or password management or any of those things that involve least privilege access or access controls in general. And, you know, five years ago, we didn't ask questions. 10 years ago, we didn't ask questions like, how do I restrict the access to destination? It was all about how do I make sure you can get to the destination, right? Like, why do you need access? We're not questions that we ask ourselves. And even to this day, I don't know how many times I've heard an MSP or, or other solution provider say, I don't want to make the client upset. If they want local admin credentials to their machine, I'm going to give them admin credentials. And it was funny because I heard one of the presenters say, uh, how do I enable someone to do their job without taking the the going in there and saying you can't do that it's bad it's it's insecure when instead going in and saying hey help me understand what it is that you are trying to accomplish because from what i'm seeing it needs to be done in a in a way that's a little bit however you phrase it the, the point being is to not make it about them doing something wrong because they have a job to do and if they're getting their job done then what is wrong with what they're doing we're looking at through a completely different lens of saying well you're not doing it secure therefore it's wrong it's like well if you walk on the wrong side of the street is that wrong probably because we're not supposed to walk on the wrong side of the street but you know it was repetition and guidance and constant instruction to get people to be like, oh, this makes perfect sense if I walk on the side of the road I'm supposed to. Now I can see when the car is coming. And this is bringing us back to the fact that somebody simply needs to pick a cybersecurity framework and read through all the controls and subcontrols because that will force you to have those conversations. Because if you don't understand how business operates, security is your friend. Security will make you secure, but security is a nightmare for productivity. It doesn't yes. have to be. It absolutely does not have to be. If you're going to just apply security measures without having discussions and understandings of repercussions and what's going to be affected and why, you will never be successful in merging the security and productivity into that tiny little circle that they meet. And if you're intentional about it and you have those conversations, um, you will get there. One of the things that we talked about during the pre-day is how do you change the culture to be more security-oriented culture, right? And it starts at the very top. It has to be, right? 
everything that you do has to change with security. Uh, one of the questions that you asked, why? It's, it's, it's a simple question. Why do you need that access? Right. Answer, answer that question and we'll figure out the best way to give you that access. Right. Yeah, make it make it about how do we do this effectively from the standpoint of our job as MSPs, it's about productivity and efficiency with our clients. We've had to add the security layer. Don't make the security layer be about how do we prevent somebody from doing something. Have it be how we enable something to happen in a better way, which means we've got to put a little bit more effort into it, which goes back to you. And I was thinking about this as you were you were giving me sort of that, that high level. And, and that is, if we want people to change their behavior, we have to first change our own behavior. And so questions that I ask, like, hey, how are you coming along with your policies? Oh, yeah, I don't have time for that. How are you coming along with looking at the controls? Oh, yeah, I don't have time for that. Okay, you're at ChannelCon. You have time to read a book. You have time to read a book and tell me how great the book is and transforming your business. And yet at the end of the day, we're asking these same questions with regards to how do you satisfy controls? Uh, I don't have time for that. The reality is, and I think this is true for in most cases, I am afraid to admit that this isn't easy and I need help. And I think we're trying very hard to say, we have integrated groups, we do monthly town halls, we have this podcast, we make recommendations to other podcasts, we encourage you to get involved in organizations like CompTIA, <laughs> I work at CompTIA, so things like the ISAO, and that's what I wanted to touch on real quick before we uh, wrap this episode up. We made a big announcement with regards to the Trustmark at ChannelCon do you want me to say what it was or do you remember what it was? Because this is for your benefit, not mine. So if you're talking about the uh, security trust mark? Yes. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. Security trust mark is, from what I understood, it is going to be something that any MSP can go through the process of proving that they are adhering to a security framework. Now, it's going to be the... Um, CompTIA Trustmark is going to be around CIS, if I'm not mistaken, version largely, 8. Largely around CIS, right. yes. But it uh, should not stop anybody if they're doing NIST or anything else from uh, obtaining it because they all map to each other. And I'm sure there is going to be a, a way to um, satisfy everything that uh, CompTIA is going to be requiring. But that's something that um, everybody that I talk to, including us, are extremely excited about because even if it's going to make that one MSP more secure, that's already done its job. Yeah, that is correct. So, yeah. so to clarify, we we have decided we don't need any more frameworks. So the Trustmark Plus is actually a set of standards for MSPs that's pulling from controls that come out of NIST, ISO, CIS. And there's a couple others in there, but largely where, where I would say that's beneficial hugely right now to MSP Ignite members who have been participating in this is probably 70% or more of the standards we've mapped to are actually right out of the CIS, which was is very helpful since we've been spending a lot of time there. Uh, the other thing that I think is really beneficial as this gets ready to, to come to fruition at the end of the year is that we've got the cybersecurity insurance organizations that are heavily excited are very excited about this. I don't know, heavily is probably not the right word. They're excited about this because they don't want to have to read answers to questions 
they want to know that you meet the criteria that you would be a good investment for them to insure, right? At the end of the day, insurance companies are investing in the policies that they sell. This isn't like, I really hope they call and say they've got a claim. That would, that would not be good. Uh, but that's the reality is, yeah, that's bad for business. But it's also bad for MSPs who can't get insurance, right? Because if something does happen and you don't have insurance, that's oftentimes going to be the end of the road for said entity, right? Like that financial burden may be the, what keeps them from coming back. So this helps avoid some of those things. Uh, ISAL, if you haven't checked it out, we talked about this throughout the event. Uh, it is extremely valuable. If you're an MSP Ignite member, we, you know, we spent some time on that on the pre-day. Uh, everybody else that's out there listening, this is a great place to get involved in the forums, the cybersecurity discussions. Uh, it comes with your CompTIA membership. And all of a sudden, it sounds like I'm creating a sales uh, presentation or an advertisement. I really am not. These are resources that we make available to you. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you already knew that. Uh, I just want to reinforce that. Lenny, anything else that you want to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing, take the biggest takeaway from everything that we discussed today, uh, and you hit the nail on the head, cybersecurity is a scary world. It's complicated. And no MSP have the bandwidth to do that, that themselves. Right. I will quote Chris Johnson, who constantly says the same thing over and over again. You can't boil the ocean. And it applies here more than applies anywhere else. Baby Sounds steps. good. Baby steps. Baby steps. It doesn't matter what you do. The question at the end of the week, did you do anything to move the needle forward? Right. So as you did a plug for uh, ISIL, I'll do a plug for MSP Ignite Secure Outcome Integrators Group. They're free. Yeah. They're, they're members driven. They have nothing to do with MSP Ignite. They were born for MSP Ignite and because of members of MSP Ignite, but it has nothing to do with MSP Ignite. It has everything to do with members caring about each other and helping each other move forward in their cybersecurity posture and improve that posture. So um, get involved, reach out to Chris, reach out to myself, reach out to any of the members of the board members of uh, MSP Ignite Secure Outcomes and we'll be more than happy to assist. Yes, for those of you that are members of MSP Ignite, uh, hit me up in the Secure Outcomes channel. Be happy to answer questions and get you plugged in. For those of you that are not involved in MSP Ignite, you can reach me, C. Johnson, at comptia.org, and I'm happy to get you plugged in. With that, that was an episode of MSP 1337. Thanks, and have a great week. Thank you.